Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. On Tuesday, Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis highlighted to German Chancellor Olaf Scholz that Greece has the fastest rate of debt reduction in the world. From just over 200% of GDP in 2020, Greek debt is expected to decline this year to around 160% of GDP, and this downward trajectory is expected to continue throughout the decade. Giannis Paleologos, a journalist at large with Kathimerini and the author of the book The 13th Labor of Hercules Inside the Greek Crisis, joins me to look at how Greece has gone from the black sheep of Europe to becoming a leader in debt reduction, discuss how to keep this momentum going, and look at what broader lessons arise for both the EU and the US from Greece's debt odyssey. Yanni, great having you back with us on The Greek Current. Great to be back with you, Thano. Yanni, just over a decade ago, Greek debt dominated discussions across the world as the financial crisis kicked off. Today, Greece has the fastest rate of debt reduction in the world. Having covered the crisis extensively, how do you view this transformation? Well, it's certainly nothing short of remarkable. I think those of us who were watching closely in those extremely difficult days early on in the crisis, but even as recently as the summer of 2015, we would have been hard-pressed to believe that eight years later, things would have been looking so much better. It's due to a combination of factors, due to the fact that the the question of Brexit essentially stopped being asked after 2015. Governments from both sides of the aisle undertook a serious program of fiscal retrenchment. And in recent years after the pandemic crisis, growth has also returned to Greece in quite a strong way. And also... A side benefit of inflation has been that the debt levels as a percentage of GDP have fallen faster than expected. But if we recall that uh, as recently as 2020, the debt level as a percentage of GDP was above 205%, it's uh, very impressive. Both the level it's at now and the level it's expected to fall to in, in the coming years. While Greek debt is still nominally high, Yanni, you know, this downward trajectory looks like it's going to continue through the decade. In fact, earlier this year, Prime Minister Mitsotakis said he wants to cut debt to well below 140% of GDP by the end of 2027. Is Greece on track to achieve this, you think? Well, the projections made by different international observers of the Greek economy seem to point in that direction. If I recall correctly, the European Commission, in its new forecast that came out yesterday, projects that Greek debt will fall below 150% by 2025. Standard & Poor's, in its recent upgrade of the ability of Greece to pay its debts, projected that it will fall under 140% by 2026. So if there are no downside surprises in the coming three, four years, I think the Prime Minister's ambition there is definitely achievable. Why is getting this debt under control so significant for Greece? I think the key reason is that the level of the debt was the trigger for the crisis back in in 2009-2010. And it was the difficulty in reducing that level in the early years of the crisis, which created a sense of doom and a sense that Greece would never be able to get out of its crisis. I mean, one of the main criticisms that's leveled at the austerity programs imposed on the country was that they were so severe that they pushed growth down so much that even though there was a lot of spending cuts and tax increases, they ended up not working in terms of reducing the debt level because growth was collapsing. So we find ourselves in this virtuous cycle now where 
growth is increasing and the debt level keeps falling. And it's certainly a sign to the world that even if everything hasn't been fixed, and not everything has been fixed, to be clear, but in terms of that absolutely crucial indicator, the Greek economy is on a far better trajectory than it was. Given that there's still work to do on this front, Yanni, you know, what are the challenges for Greece over the next years to keep this pace going? I think, look, there's certainly a number of issues and areas where despite strong external pressure and despite the effort of some of the governments from 2010 onwards, there's been strong resistance to change. And this remains a problem in the way the economy is run and also in the way that citizens experience their lives here in Greece. I think probably the biggest issue remains the workings of the judicial system. It remains slow, unpredictable. It's something that hasn't been fixed, and I haven't seen any government, I would say, a sort of a, a concerted effort to fix it. So I, I would say that, that this is the biggest sort of outstanding reform that needs to be made. And then it's a question of keeping up with reforms that have been made in recent years in terms of opening up markets, labor markets, product markets, and making sure that there is real competition that you know a foreign investor can come into a market and not face barriers to entry which favor local businessmen, local companies, you know, easing the procedures for starting a business. There have been repeated attempts to overhaul the bankruptcy code, which had been a major problem in terms of the running of the economy. And despite these efforts, they haven't really borne fruit. So, you know, uh, governments now and in the future need to continue strenuously to implement reforms. They cannot rest on their laurels because as of 2034, Greece needs to start repaying its debt to the ESM, which is the largest part of its debt. And the debt servicing levels will start increasing. And if growth it's achieving right now, which is higher than the Eurozone average, starts petering out, that debt servicing will become more onerous for the economy. Earlier this year, Yanni, an analysis in Bloomberg highlighted how investors have made Greek bonds their favored sovereign debt. With Grexit averted and the Arab memorandums well behind us, can we safely say that Greek debt is in fact outperforming? Yes, we can safely say that so long as we impose the appropriate qualifiers, which is, you know, it's outperforming now. The Greek economy is outperforming the eurozone money is flowing in from foreign investors at levels not seen in the past. And also there is the money still flowing in from the recovery and resilience facility. Tourism has bounced back very strongly after the pandemic. But as we mentioned just a little bit ago, if this is not backed by fixing the justice system, fixing the bankruptcy code, the classic adage of fixing the roof while the sun is shining, then in the coming years, there will be a slowdown of the economy, and that will make uh, debt service more difficult. Yanni, amidst this discussion, the EU is racing to reform its fiscal rules with a self-imposed deadline to wrap up work before the end of the year. As EU countries haggle over how to tackle high debt and deficits, is this a debate that Greeks should be paying close attention to? Yes, absolutely. They should follow the debate closely. The issue of the fiscal rules has bedeviled the EU since the beginning of their implementation in 1992. The gross violation of the deficit rule of the Stability and Growth Pact was a key reason for the start of the Greek financial crisis in 2009. And ever since these rules were suspended, 
in 2020 at the start of the pandemic to allow governments to support their economies through that extraordinary uh, period. There have been discussions about how, when the rules are implemented again, how they should be different so as to please all sides. You know, the two main camps are the more indebted countries, which emphasize the need for the rules not to be contractionary, not to push their economies into recession uh, in order to be implemented. Uh, countries, especially in the North, the more fiscally disciplined ones, emphasize the need for the rules to be rigid and clear and fully implemented. Then they're still looking for a, the point of consensus, but it's very important, especially for a country like Greece, that in the future the implementation of fiscal rules does not act as, a, as something that undermines growth and investment in the country. What are the broader lessons from Greece's journey with its debt? You know, is this a story that countries like the U.S., for example, should be more in tune with? Yes, I think one interesting lesson for the U.S. is that the reason why Greece needed three bailouts instead of, of one, which was the case in the other bailout countries, was that there was no political consensus about the need to implement the rescue packages. And that changed after 2015, and that has been one of the key reasons why Greece has been able to recover. Now, the ratings agencies have been warning the U.S. that the political paralysis in Washington, the inability of the two main parties to make long-term decisions which will guarantee the viability of the federal budget, these are warning signals that, you know, if this continues, there may be trouble ahead, even for U.S. debt. Yanni, always great chatting with you. Thanks for joining us. In other news, as demands from partners in the wider region arrive in Athens, Kathimerini reports that Greece is organizing missions and supplying humanitarian aid to relieve the civilians in Gaza more actively. Indicatively, a ship capable of offering secondary medical services has been requested from Athens. In the meantime, Foreign Minister Yorgos Gerapetritis will visit Ramallah on Thursday to meet with the Foreign Minister and Prime Minister of the Palestinian Authority. The meeting comes a few days after he called for a humanitarian pause in fighting to allow for aid to flow in and injured Palestinians to leave Gaza. Gerapetritis has said Greece can be a reliable interlocutor of both Israel and Arab countries. Finally, Turkish President Erdogan said on Wednesday Israel was a terror state committing war crimes and violating international law in Gaza, sharpening his repeated criticism of Israeli leaders and the West. He also repeated his view and Turkey's position that Hamas is not a terrorist organization. His comments came ahead of a planned visit to Germany to meet Chancellor Olaf Scholz on Friday. Meanwhile, Turkey's parliament will begin debating Sweden's NATO accession on Thursday. The move comes as President Erdogan seeks a meeting with President Biden, with Erdogan openly airing his desire to be hosted by Biden in Washington last week. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.